Over the years, I've been somewhat chided by folks who just say, well, why aren't you having a children's mass for Christmas? And the answer is quite simple. Christmas is not for children. I realize that sounds like an absolute heresy to say that, but it's true. Christmas is not for children. Christmas is the mystery that God chose to become one with man so man can choose to become one with God. This is the central truth of Christianity. And yet all too often we experience life conspiring to silence this truth and its hope by whirling chaos around us. Our political elite have consistently lied to us, whatever our particular party may be. And they have lied at so many levels, assuming that they know better than we what is in our best interests. Our judges created out of nothing other than their own personal biases, constitutional rights, enshrined as law that violate the dignity of human life, the dignity of marriage, and the dignity of family. Political correctness is valued more than truth, even at the risk of exposing us to great harm. Add to these the everyday struggles so many of us are having, say, with the economy and to make ends meet, struggles with health, coping with the loss of a loved one, Life at times can just be overwhelming. And the good news of the mystery of Christmas is almost drowned out. It is no wonder then that so many of these so-called Christmas programs in the media go out of their way to avoid the spiritual dimension of this holy night. Rarely is the word Jesus ever heard. Instead, Christmas is portrayed as some sort of magical time of elves and jolly Santas that twinkle their nose and make things happen, and an excursion for all ages into a fantasy world that offers, admittedly, a temporary reprieve from the darkness. But it never lasts. It can't. The contemporary realities of the world we live in, the struggles we have, return, and often with a vengeance. And they seem irreconcilable with faith in the Son of God who came into the world as one of us. But are they irreconcilable with faith? Consider what the gospel texts for Christmas tell us. At the five o'clock mass, we use the gospel from Matthew, the genealogy of Jesus. The place was packed. By the way, people can sleep while standing up. <laughs> I love watching that glazed look on their faces. I can tell, you know, I can actually tell they actually think, oh dear God, please don't read the full length one. Don't read, no, t- read the short one, read the short version. I just love the long one. Now, the names mean little or nothing to us. Maybe to biblical scholars they mean a great deal. 
The, but the point of the genealogy is to show that our God chose to work within the tangled web of human sin, arrogance, and evil by showing that in Jesus' family tree, there were some people who did some really horrible, sinful, perverted things that impacted the lives of many. Jesus had some real wackos in his family tree. And still, God prevailed to bring about the Messiah from all that chaos, from all that evil, from all the filth. He brought still the Messiah. And the genealogy mentions very devout people whose goodness impacted the lives of many. The genealogy teaches us that God knows all the dimensions of the human heart. That even now, tonight, God is taking a risk with you and a risk with me. Whether we will choose to work with him or work against him. You see, freedom is man's greatest blessing, but it is also our greatest burden. Just as God chose to deliberately enter into all the depravity of human history, not from outside human history, but from within, by becoming one with us in history, so too even now. He is reaching out to every human being, desiring each of us to respond to the grace he offers to work with him and unleash goodness in the world, light in the darkness, hope in despair. And each day we're asked, will we grace the graces that grace us? Or will we disgrace the graces that grace us? Tonight's Mass uses the account of Jesus' birth from Luke's Gospel. We're told that Joseph and Mary had to go from Nazareth to Bethlehem in order to register for a census that was imposed by Caesar Augustus. It was a journey of 70 miles, and Mary was in the very last month of her pregnancy. Now, I'm going to direct a question to all the women in the congregation who've had children. If you are nine months pregnant and about to deliver, do you want to be in the back of a donkey for 70 miles? One cannot help but be struck by the fact that God did not give Mary and Joseph a break. Mary, who consented of her own free will, despite all the risks, to carry within her the Son of God, and Joseph, who consented of his own free will, to the overwhelming prospect of being the stepfather of the Messiah, were not spared the trials and hardships of the journey, nor given even decent lodging when they arrived at Bethlehem. But this tells us something about God. He entrusted himself in the person of his son into the care of this married couple despite their low social and economic status. God was going to accept the consequences of the decisions they would make as they coped with all the uncertainties of life in their time. God trusted that they would do the best they knew how.
And God has the same profound trust and confidence in every man and woman united in marriage, no matter what their circumstances are. For the Mass of Christmas Day, the Church uses the first chapter of John's Gospel. It speaks of a hope that no federal or state government, no Congress or state legislature, no Supreme Court, nor any set of historical circumstances can alter. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Divine love entered into the emptiness of the human spirit that had become bankrupt by relying on itself. Divine light penetrated the darkness of a world that had turned completely inward onto itself. Divine truth grasped history and history's end and no amount of political correctness, no laws designed to silence truth can ultimately prevail. The victory over evil, over sin, over the perversions of our fallen nature, they belong to God and to those who trust in him. And those who reject God and insist on imposing their darkness on us are doomed to failure. Christmas is the mystery that God chose to become one with man so man could choose to become one with him. This mystery never ceases to invite everyone to enter it and discover a hope this world can neither give nor take away to discover a truth that brings true peace no matter what kind of chaos swirls around us and discover life as God intended it to be lived in this world and in the next. That is what the mystery of Christmas offers.